Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hi. Happy Monday. Happy. I mean, whenever it is we recorded this since it comes out on a Wednesday. Yeah. Happy Wednesday, Rob. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> it's ha- it's hump day, so did you get your hump on? Uh, I listened to this really early in the morning, so no. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, what's up? What's going on? Well, it's cold and rainy here. It's freezing. Seriously, even though it's a we, bullshit. Technically, we don't know if it still is since it's Wednesday now. It's supposed to be through Thursday. Oh, really? Yeah, through t- tomorrow. Do you it's think it's the wild rain. hunt? Did they bring the rain with them? They brought the snow and the rain. Really? I don't know if they brought the rain, but doesn't rain become snow? In the right climate, yes. Did you see the grapevine? Crazy. No, is it crazy? Is it all snowy? I had a friend who was stuck in it today. Oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah, like it's so cold and wet here right now, and like my apartment's freezing too. I had a blanket on while I was writing my agenda. Yeah, it's yeah. That's why I have all these fake candles and real candles going, so it feels warmer than it really is. <laughs> I changed from jeans into sweatpants because I figured they'd be warmer. And yet you didn't wear socks. Well, no. I mean, it's still Southern California. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, yeah, what's going on? What's happening in your life not, as of last week? Not much. Like, I had to rack my brain, so it'll be real fast. Uh, Todd and I watched the movie Black Klansman. Ooh, I want to see that. Do you? How was it? It was good. I can bring it for you. It got top five something of the year. It, it's, like, I can see why the critics are, are into it so much. It's actually really great, and I would love to know how much of it is actually factual historical fact yeah like because i mean there's some really great you know coincidence and drama in this movie and i'm like is if it was that like as soon as it happened todd was like i wonder if it actually played out like that because that's really cool <laughs> like yeah it's, it's it's really fun i want to see that yeah like good performances good movie i like spike lee so i do too i mean i haven't seen all of his stuff i'm, I'm actually not i think all i've seen is crooklyn does he do the right thing? I don't think so. I think my first Spike Lee I ever saw was actually Summer of Sam, which I loved. The movie's yeah. a little broken, but I really liked it. Gosh, I don't even remember. I barely remember Crooklyn. And The 25th Hour was good, but I loved that book. Written by David Benioff, who is now one of the executive producers of Game of Thrones. Ooh, we like that. Yeah, the novelist of The, of, uh, the 25th Hour. That was my new movie by Spike Lee. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, little random aside. Yes, yeah, so we saw Black Klansman. It was fun. Sweet. Do you watch True Detective? No, but um, I that could be what Steven's watching in his room right yeah. now. The, well, like Todd and I watched the first episode last night. Um, it's really good so far. Um, it feels like a nice return to what series, what the, the, the first, first season, season was, because season two was such a weird misfire. It was such a great cast. It just wasn't a great season. Yeah, that's, um, what, that's I think, why they took so long to bring out this season. Yeah, I think they wanted to wait until they had a really good story to tell, and Mahershala is great. I really like him. Um, yeah, so far it looks, seems really promising. They actually released the first two episodes at once, um, and last night Todd and I watched the first episode at like midnight, so we just were like, we're not going to stay up all night to watch episode two and yet you did no we didn't actually oh. we need we still need to watch the, uh, episode two i thought you usually stood up stayed up until like four in the morning <clears throat> well i did stay up late because i needed to do some more cleaning in the house because we have a house guest coming this weekend and so i needed to uh, hop into the spare room and make it so a bed can actually be there again can i call you mary poppins <laughs> robin poppins wait what was the 
the Simpsons one? Sherry Bobbins. Sherry Bobbins. <laughs> Sherry Robbins. There you go. No. <laughs> I'll get there. I'm an original character. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, did you, did you say Mary Poppins? No. <laughs> Sherry Bobbins. <laughs> I'm an original creation. Uh, I don't know. That's what that she says. She was just an original creation. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Speaking of fictional characters, yes. Did you know that the Hamburglar has commandeered the White House? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that photo. It was hilarious, and it was like what it was like Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's, and pizza. It was like all of these foods for like college athletes. I don't think college athletes want shitty fast food they probably want like a chicken breast and brown rice thanks i think yeah like (laughs) we're not children trump is like i'm so cool (laughs) (laughs) i'm so cool (laughs) you know what though i do at my wedding want all taco Taco bell Bell. yeah Yeah. (laughs) i i I can see you being a taco bell catering but i want it in a food truck okay so that'd be cute there was a Taco Bell in uh, one of the um, quads of my high school. Really? Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything fancy like that. We had, uh, well, I mean, it wasn't like an officially a Taco Bell, but they served Taco Bell things, so it was kind of shitty. And then um, we also had uh, Domino's Pizza do our personal pizzas. Mm, Lucked that's out there. Cute. I think we had some, we had like Pizza Hut that did that for well, lunchtime. Well, it's like they did away with it by the time my senior year happened. We were back to like cafeteria style pizza, which was a bummer. Because mm. like the first which I like years, that too. Oh, the first couple of years were so good though. <laughs> before it became that weird square mayhem with like an olive on it <laughs> so weird yeah i no. actually like that pizza <laughs> <laughs> you crazy i know um sweet what you watching well it's yeah i'm sure what else happened oh todd and i rewatched the kill bills this last weekend Ooh. yeah todd got a weird Did you see my girl in it who, who oh zoe yeah yeah <laughs> i saw your girl uh yeah no it was it, like it's we you know, Todd was saying we kind of need to rewatch those every couple of years, and he's not wrong. Those are really fun. Kill Bill Two is one of my favorite movies. So I love them both so in such different ways. Yeah, and like it's weird for me to think that he wanted that to be one long experience, just because there's such a distinct genre shift when it goes Grindhouse to uh, Spaghetti Western. Yeah, like it, there's such a dramatic change that like I don't know if I would have liked it all in one go. It would have felt anticlimactic, I think, yeah. because it starts like way up here, kind of like um, the Ballad of Buster's, which I've not Scruggs, seen yet, still. and then it ends way down here, and it's like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? Um, the first time I saw Kill Bill in theaters, I didn't care for it mm. until I thought about it afterwards, and then I was like, wait, maybe I do like it, and then I was like okay, I need to see it again. And then I was like, oh, this is better than the first one. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I saw Volume 1 when it came out, and I remember being just, like, wowed by it. It was I was so excited about it. And then when Volume 2 happened, I bought tickets to see Volume 1 in the Dome, and as soon as it was over, I walked into another theater and saw Volume 2, like, nice. for opening night. It was really, really fun to get to do them both in one night. But it was, like, in two different theaters, you know, two different movie-going experiences, two different tickets. Mm-hmm. So at least they did feel still very different. Because I, I really wonder how the whole bloody affair, which I guess is the, the supercut of the two of them together, yeah, how well that works. Because even in the middle, she gives you a synopsis to get you caught up to speed on what happened in the first one because there was like six months between the movies. Yeah. And so I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of, I'm really curious how the edit works to make those things. I'm surprised views. you don't own it. They don't, they didn't release it. 
Oh, that's why you don't earn. Yeah, you have to like. I think you had to see it in like very few select theaters have ever done like the whole bloody affair, and that's usually the the term they use for it. Because I'm guessing it is a distinct print. Yeah. So hmm. I don't know. Cool. Um, tell me what else has happened. Oh, Todd and I live like a block away from like that super the Fairfax district, you know, or Fairfax where there's all the super cool stores like Supreme, Supreme. Diamond Supply Company. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it Rip and Tear? The one that has like the it's all the skate shops and yeah. like yeah like it, rip and the hundreds another one Ruka. Yeah. um rip and tear is the um i think it's, that's what it's called um it's the they're really famous for having like white t-shirts that have a pocket yeah and the pocket has a little cat coming out of it and if you pull the pocket down the cat's flipping you off oh it's cute they the, the pocket I, I bought a lighter from them oh i love that yeah because like i mean the I was surprised. I kept thinking everything there was going to be gnarly expensive mm-hmm. just because so much of the things that they sell are like um, really have a, a strong life on the secondhand market where they yeah. get sold at crazy markup, like Supreme stuff. Oh, yeah. That's um, nuts. They have lines out that store for yeah for years. But I was surprised. Line. Just walking in, I guess we weren't looking for a limited edition item. If I wanted yeah. to buy a Supreme backpack, we could have bought one. I mean, there was... Two hundred dollar backpack. Let's like Todd was looking for a backpack. Yeah. Um. But like you know, we could have bought one if we wanted to. It just wasn't what we wanted. And so we wandered into Diamond Supply Company, and I bought me some fancy new sweatpants. And they're super cute. They're the most fitted sweatpants I've ever had. I'm in my most fitted sweatpants also because I never told the podcast that. Yeah. You, I... This is impressive. <laughs> okay. This is a funny little story. So before Christmas, I was buying gifts and, um. I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if they have any Bob gear for Rob, because I got <laughs> Rob a Bob t-shirt. And so I looked it up, and all they had was a t-shirt. Which is still wonderful. It's super cute. But um, I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I wonder what they have at the Overwatch League store, since the Lee isn't going on right now. And everything was on clearance. And I was like, wow. And they're... I think forty-five or fifty-dollar sweatpants, or what are they called? Joggers. Joggers. Yeah, their joggers were on sale for like fifteen dollars, and I was like, "Those must be some fucking comfy, comfy <laughs> that's, sweatpants." That's what they compete in because they sit in them all day. And yeah. I was like, "They better be comfy." So I was like, "I want it." So I put it in my car, and I was like, "Wait a second, they only have extra large, the largest size they carry." I was like, you know, it's fifteen bucks. I'm sure the fabrics were worth that much. So I was like, well, and you are tall. Like you're not big, yeah. but you are tall. And so actually, I kind of always wonder, like, how do you deal with clothes um, that are what? meant to be? I mean, because yeah, if they only come in like small, medium, large, extra large, like that's both dimension of like length and often width. Right. I usually can't. Okay. I usually have to, especially like for pants or for like sweatpants or anything like that. I can't buy them in my size because they're not long enough. Yeah. Um, the, I can Your buy sweat jeans. Sweat capris. Right. Exactly. I can buy jeans because they come in long, like different yeah. lengths, but sweatpants don't. So I was like, well, I'll buy them. If I hate them, whatever. I mean, I w- already had in my mind, okay, I'm going to have to tailor them myself. So I tailored them myself when I got home because they were huge on me. <laughs> and so now they fit perfectly, except I wasn't able to adjust the waistband. But luckily... It's a drawstring waistband, so I just cinch the front and tie it tight, and it's so cute. Was it? I couldn't even tell when I saw them. <laughs> I was just like, "Those are so cute." 
<laughs> so I'm super happy with them. And they're super warm. And sometimes, like, if I fall asleep in them, I, like, wake up with hot flashes because I'm just, like, <laughs> overheating. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Look at us both in our fancy sweatpants. Oh, cute. Um, and then lastly, I've just been reading more of uh, Marie Kondo's book. Oh, cool. You know, about tidying up. Yeah. I'm trying did to you get see what I posted today? My life in order. Oh, I did. <laughs> did you like that? Yeah, yeah. It's like what you posted. She posted the meme of uh, the evil witch from Snow White with the, ca- and she's like underneath like the floorboards, whatever. And like the captions like me waiting for all this Marie Kondo craze to hit the thrift stores. There's articles from BuzzFeed about how like thrift stores are blowing up right now. And like they're making a very big deal. They're making sections in their store about like Marie Kondo cleanup because like they're getting a lot of really good stuff. That's good. I mean, like, I know that, I mean, all the stuff that we've gone through so far has been trash. Mm. Um, but um, we definitely, I mean, when we start getting into the, the books. Yeah, and... I have a pile of mugs on the table that I have to get rid of. I was curious what all those <laughs> mugs were. I saw them last week and I was like, are you doing a little bit of a purge? Because, yeah, I mean, like, even on the show, it was kind of, it was interesting. There's a, a gay couple on the in one of the episodes of the show. And they're like, there's two of us in the part in this apartment. We have. 18 mugs oh we still have like 30 mugs up there but we go through a mug a day we don't like well this one's been triple used now but usually we go through all of them (laughs) yeah your dishwasher is like 90 we love our coffee yeah (laughs) um what what are you up to well i watched bandersnatch oh so i understand your plight yes but I feel that you didn't give it enough chances. Well, I got three endings along the way. Were they... Like, you went all the way through the end to, like, an they, ending and then it made you go backward? Yeah. And, they were, okay. Yeah. They, they were, the, all right. Like, uh, the Reddit community has referred to those as the soft endings when it gives you, like, the two TV sets and it makes you go back to an earlier decision. Right. Um, But, like, a hard ending is when it forces the credits and that's it. Yeah. Which I got one of those. Okay. But we got, so like, two or three soft endings. I think I got six hard endings. Is that what you call that? That's what we call it with the credits. Okay, yeah. So, six hard endings. <clears throat> there are some crazy fucked up shit that happens you need to go through it again or at least i there's a lot to go through though but well to speak broadly how many what's the most amount of stars that bandersnatch ever got stars you know like there's a tv show where there's that british guy who reviews the game oh five stars you got five we got a five star review we got a one star review we got a three star review right yeah i've gotten a we got a two and a half and we got a zero Ooh. Was it not made? (laughs) Uh, The zero was um, the spoilers for anyone who's... uh, Yeah, and if you don't know what the the show is about, it's basically this kid who wants... It's in the 80s, and this kid wants to create his own, like, dungeon... Yeah, what is it called? Like a dungeon crawler video game? Yeah, based on a choose-your-own-adventure novel. Right. Um, And, and, uh, well, the way to get zero stars is if when you are offered the opportunity to work with the development team, if you You're say right. yes. Yes. Because it becomes designed by committee and the game's a mess and it gets rushed out. That's the first ending. Yeah. And then the guy who reviews it says, the game is rushed. It's a terrible, terrible mistake. Worst thing that's happened. Zero out of five stars. And that's when you, that that was the first soft ending we got where it reset us. But our final ending um, did not have any stars either, I believe. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. We got like the sweet ending. There's this really cool ending where, um, I'm not going to give it away, but it's called the fuck yeah ending, where... Oh, it, is it the the one that, like, we can speak broadly, is the one become self-aware? 
uh, that it's a boring show, and why would somebody be watching a boring show? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, your life's not that interesting. Yeah. So why would someone be watching? Why would somebody this? be watching this? Yeah. <laughs> we got that was our second ending, I believe, because then we made it interesting. Did you get the? Did you um, go out the window? Or no, did we you, we fought. You fought. <laughs> you know, did you read what happens if you go out the window? Uh, no, but Ben at work was saying that I need to replay it just so I can go through the window. <laughs> he was like, you have to do it again just so you can go through the window. Yeah. So, nice one. Well, did you enjoy it, though? Um, At first, I was like, it's a little boring. And then, but then when you start, like, remixing the endings, you're like, because it, you have to end it to go back to have more stuff happen. And the yeah. more times you go back, the more... um uh. Things are unlocked. Because Colin needs to recognize that you've met before. It's like, there's a lot of little stuff like that. Right. It's like Life is Strange, where mm. you make a decision, but it's wrong. But if you go back in time, you still have the knowledge of that decision. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can make more choices. Well, it's like that the one game I, I played, uh, God, in 2017 called Last Day of June. Where like in it you actually have to make bat you have to make the wrong choices to enable the right choices with other people, and then once you fix that, then you can make the right choice with the person that you intentionally did the wrong choice with. It's yeah. crazy. Like, even if you've gotten something right, sometimes you have to undo it to do the right thing over here, and then you can come back and fix it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And if you look at like a map of all the outcomes, it's like crazy. Yeah, I mean, I looked. I downloaded a Reddit map of it, like a week after it came out and i'm sure it's much more complex now because there was a lot of like discoveries yeah there's like we are not aren't quite sure how to get to this there's like a tenuous link you clearly have to do something to get to this but we're not sure like there's a lot of there's a lot of branches yeah i wonder if they know all the branches <laughs> i've heard rumors that some of the stuff that was shot people don't even know how to get to it anymore wow like the filmmakers are like well it's in there we it's just, in there somehow. we just don't know where <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like that hidden room with no doors that you somehow like glitch into <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so that was fun we'll see it up to and also i don't know if you watched this but the season eight trailer for game of thrones i did not i'm actually trying to go in as cold as possible okay. to the final season but um, it's it funny. doesn't give anything away. You're like the second or third person asked me today, and I'm like, ah, maybe I should. It, it's like a teaser. Yeah. It's really not well, even a trailer. They're smart to, I mean, they'd be foolish to release too much about the show. It's They know, don't tell you anything yeah. you don't already know. It's just cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, like there was um, uh, an HBO piece that um, that my company did that played during the Golden Globes. And it had the first footage of, or it had footage from the new season of Game of Thrones, which a lot of people were freaking out about. Um, it had the first footage of the new Watchmen series, mm. and um, the first footage of a new show called Euphoria um, that looks really cool. Um, and so, yeah, like I've seen like a clip of Game of Thrones that was in that. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's cute. It's I mean almost. As good as the last teaser they put out. And has a date now, right? April 14th. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Final season. Yeah. It's crazy. Right? It's hard to believe it's like almost over. I feel like we haven't talked about it in two years. And we haven't. Yeah, it's true. We haven't. You know, we started talking about it on our first episode of our podcast, which was two years ago. That's so crazy. I think February 1st was our first release date. That's nuts. Nuts. Coming Nuts. up our two year anniversary. Oh man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um what you been playing? 
Well, um, I finished game number two for the year. Ooh. I finished uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? SNES Classic. I liked it. Um, I am, I still feel a little guilty that I did a walkthrough-assisted playthrough, but, like, to be honest, there's enough design in that game that's, like, kind of hid- hidden or um, not super clear. It's not like when you get the cape where it's like, you've got the cape. Now you can go invisible through traps and enemies, like to get that thing that you might have encountered one time but didn't think about how you'd ever get through that. Like, it just, current games, I don't know if they hold your hand more or if they're better with visual cues or what, but, like, the game says, like, out loud or it writes out so little that, like, if, you know, I I, kind of needed a little bit of direction. And if it was, like, the only game I had and I had all sorts of time... It would have been a thing I would have been happy to discover on my own, but um, it did need to be kind of a, a guided experience for me. But I did enjoy it. I really, I did, and I'm I'm glad that I persevered and got through it. I feel back in the day, um, game developers made games that made you not able to understand everything. So yeah. it was like you're a genius if you figured it out and they wanted to um award those people well and like whereas today they want you to discover everything they do well and even like talking to alfredo about it like you know i mean yeah if it was like the only game you had at the time and you weren't you're were gonna play that game for another nine months until christmas or your birthday showed up or whatever like yeah then yeah like it was a great you didn't huge, buy as many games back then. yeah it was a bevy of content there's so much stuff in there and like but i'd be willing to bet if i was playing the game by myself I would have um, probably eventually finished it and not gotten several items. Like, there would have been a bunch of things I never got. And it would probably been a lot harder because I wouldn't have had as many heart containers. Like, I would have just been really struggling. But I would have... Yeah. I would have gotten How was Ganon? Ganon was fine, actually. Uh, I think... Not too difficult. Ganon's tower um, actually, like, used up my... One of my health medic... Like, my health potions... And one of my fairies, and I had to use a different. Uh, I had to use one health potion, I think, while fighting him. But like, yeah, he wasn't as hard as the level getting up to him. He was a that level was a bitch. I saw a speed run of it where you just go from the very beginning to Ganon, and I was like, oh my god, how the fuck? <laughs> and they did it. It's crazy. They beat the game in like nine minutes or something like that. Jesus. I forget. I, I'm like, yeah. Um. It was crazy. And then also I finished my third game for the year. Um, I started and finished a um, sort of three-quarter or overhead. It's like a three-quarter isometric dual stick shooter. Um, I played it on the PlayStation 4. It's called Ruiner. Um, it is a futuristic cyberpunk twin stick shooter. Has a, cyberpunk? has a super cool style to it. It's really great. It's very gray, very red. Um, very distortion-y. Um, there's a lot of it that feels very Blade Runner. Has a great soundtrack. Um, the action's good. Um, story actually it's was indie. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's an indie. It's it's published by Devolver Studios, and it's from a ga- a company called I think Rikon Games, which I'd never heard of before. Um, but it's very cool. Its tutorial is so striking and so cool that like. The rest of the game actually disappointed me compared to it. Like, the first level was so cool that I just, I could not believe my eyes. And then I went to bed, and then the next day I kept playing it, and I was like, well, this isn't as cool as that. 
And then I played the game. I enjoyed it. The story was great. Like, or, you know, the story was good. There were a couple moments that I, I was surprised how much, like, I felt emotionally from them. And then the game was, like, it was fine. Then the game was over. And I was like, not a bad way to spend a couple hours. Um, but, like, I replayed the the tutorial afterwards because it was just, it felt so good. I also wanted to record some footage of the tutorial because, like, I love what they did. Did you post it on bit different <clears throat> not yet I, I just posted them to my facebook and i but even then they're private because i want to attach them to my post and so I'll, I'll probably attach them to my post on the instagrams i'm glad you also posted that san francisco bag company as well oh fuck rob you have to text me later and remind <laughs> me to do these things although speaking of that bag company i just uh bought two more things from them um i think we should feature all their things okay rob because <laughs> now my my 3ds um my 3ds will match my switch because i got the same case like same style of case but smaller for the 3ds cute and, and you should take it in your office because you have lots of lighting in there yeah it's pretty okay yeah um yeah so should i come th- and photograph you yes you should <laughs> so number three game of the year ruiner done and the reason why i got a sexy new case for my 3ds is because i'm using my 3ds right now because the game Ooh. the game i'm currently playing for it is the legend of zelda ocarina of time 3d oh and i'm further in it than i've ever been ever before how does it look in 3d it actually is very cool um so i played through the deku the deku tree like four or five times. I've done the tutorial a billion times and I've just never really wanted to play further. So as I got to like Hyrule Fields, I was like, and we're done. That's my favorite part. Well, and now <laughs> I've actually gone and I've done the Death Mountain, the Dodongo's uh, Cavern. So I have bombs now and I'm starting to get more stuff. And I'm actually really enjoying the game. Also, because remember we talked about N64, gra- graphics look like shit. Correct. <clears throat> the squares with texture seriously they're muddy like and bad awful. texture yeah and like on the 3ds it actually is sort of has a little bit of an updo on it it's not like crazy hd because it's 3ds it's not that nice of a screen yeah but like everything looks like how it's supposed how you imagine it was supposed to look and so it makes the game a lot easier to stomach and it actually looks like it's aged fairly well instead of the n64 which does not look like it aged very well yeah um and then um the 3D, it's weird. I haven't done that much 3D since I had my LASIK. Like, I don't even use my VR that much. And what I realized is that um, I used to do the 3D slider all the way up. So it was like full 3D. Um, that made me a little cross-eyed. But partial 3D, amazing. So like, I just don't do the slider all the way up now. And so it could be the, this game. It could be the way my eyes work now that I've had LASIK. But like... Um, the partial 3D is really nice, and it gives the game just a little bit extra depth. I'm I'm really enjoying it. All right. Yeah, my 3DS is getting more love than it has in years. Months. Yeah, like oh. years. It's a lo- been a long time since I've really used my 3DS. Yeah. Well, so. nobody plays those anymore, <laughs> right? Because in Switch. my mind, <laughs> well, you don't even play the Switch. No, I do not. Which oh, still doesn't make Ross. sense. <laughs> Moira, if you want peonies, you're going to have to plant them yourself. <laughs> 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 when you first said Moira, I was thinking Overwatch Moira, not Shit's Creek Moira. Oh God, I love That's Shit's Moira Creek. Moira Rose. <laughs> I love that show. Oh, seriously, the, that clip of her selling the fruit wine is like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> the dazzling peach crab apple. Crab apple. 
Bar. Her burflinger. <laughs> Berturf hiking. Bing. Live hunger. How does she do it? I don't know. <laughs> you have to fold the chase. <laughs> David. Fold the chase. God, one of my favorite episodes is when um her daughter, I forget her name. Uh, Alexis. Alexis gets sick. <laughs> oh, God, and she won't go in the room. She's like, I'm only doing a mother's duty by giving you this. But I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Moira. And her constantly changing accent. I love it so much. <laughs> She's like, Mom, are you finally feeling what? What am I feeling? Maternal. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's not that. <laughs> she walks out the door. <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't watch Shit's Creek, you should. Seriously, Catherine O'Hara is a national treasure. Like, I didn't think she could do better than Lydia Dietz. But she's always good or, with Eugene Levy and all uh, of... No, not Lydia Dietz. Well, she was... Delia. Delia. Delia Dietz. From Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think she'd ever do better than that, but here we are. But I loved her in all of... Um... Um, t- um, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. Well, yeah, she's great in all those, but I just like Beetlejuice is such a, like a important piece of my origin story. I feel like fair enough. But she's she- good in Home Alone too. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Shit's Creek is a treat. Yeah. Um, what are you playing? Well, I've been kind of down lately, so I haven't been delving into much. So you've um, been fighting with Thronebreaker the whole time. No, I haven't picked it up since our last podcast. Waiting I for actually- some patches. Well, I finished, I spent a lot of time reading this week, so I finished that other book. Yeah, and this, this book just shrank. And that one I'm, the new one I'm 100 pages into, I started it today. Damn. And, um, so you already finished The Lady of the Lake? Mm-hmm. It's so good. It it's, was a big one, too. Like It's like 500. Yeah, this is, a, this is a fatty. <laughs> this is like 550 pages. It was so good. So good. I couldn't put it down. But I'll talk. A, that would be my. Um, oh, yes. My. Yeah. My graphic jam for the week. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But I'm playing Overwatch, of course. And I finally ranked for season. I think it's 13 now. Um, competitive. Silver. About 1850. It's so it's like a mid silver. Um, Steven also was about 1850 around there. And then Keith. He ranked about. 18 no he he got a low silver mm. but so we all ranked silvers so that was good oh well i i meant to say something last week but i forgot um did i ever tell you uh what happened with the four free loot boxes that uh they gave us for the holiday event you know there was like free loot boxes yeah, you got i opened them yeah i opened mine do you know what i got in one of my free loot boxes sugar plum fairy mercy no no a good costume the krampus you got the Krampus? That's awesome. I was so excited. Like, because meanwhile, you know, I never got any of the Hanzo skins I wanted well, out of the free. you never play. You don't well, deserve Even when them. I played and I was getting loot boxes, like multiple loot boxes a day, I never got any Hanzo ones. Um, but yeah, like I, I, at work, I heard that you got like the four freebies. So I fired up Overwatch at work, walked into the capture room and was like, hey, I need to get see what I, these free ones are. And they're like, oh yeah. And I was like, I really want the Krampus uh, Junkrat. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, here we go. And I was like, yeah, watch, not going to happen because fucking Hanzo. First one I did was like two legendaries. What? Not that one. I never get that one. And then the third one was like, I think, all blues. And then the next one was like two legendaries and a rare. And it was just, and I got the Krampus in that one. It was like, 
What? what? Like, even like all the guys at work were like, what is happening? Like as soon as they saw the lights in the air, like you could hear bills going, what? <laughs> it was kind of fun. I got a 500 box, which was good. That's awesome. And I got, um, I got a legendary skin, but it wasn't anything special. I think it was the dumb Winston as the abominable smoke. Snow oh, Yeti Winston? He's cute, but you play him all the time as the dumb May games or whatever it is. The Yeti Hunter. Mm. And I'm like, meh. Yeah. So, not that exciting for me, but that's okay. But um, I was going to say, oh my god. The other week, speaking of playing new characters and playing Junkrat. Well, the other week I was playing with um Stephen and Keith, I think, and um Ed and alfredo and kelsey jesus and kelsey's friend who i forget their name kyle maybe i can see their screen name but i Is don't it about know hams i don't remember all right damn then. it um but anyhow so um we were down to the last bit we were losing and they were like switch to brahita and i was like i don't even know how to play brahita <laughs> well guess who now knows how to play Brahita because we won. As I just swang <laughs> that mace. I swang it. I swooshed it. And we won. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, and now I've been playing a um, Junkrat too. Oh. Which he's pretty good. Yes, I've, I've tried doing the Brigitte thing and I just, I'm much more of a, I'm much more of a Torbjorn Yeah, guy. well, I do believe in um, first time's a charm. Hmm. And yeah, that was not the case for me with Widowmaker. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> or that, the second, that, third, fourth, that fifth. Takes you know. more skill than a Brahita swinging the mace. Yeah. So. Um, May yeah. was my beginner's luck. May's good. If yeah. you can be an annoying May, you're you're on a roll. She was a kick-ass beginner's luck mystery hero assignment for me. Nice. Oh, and also, um, Stephen is putting together his lego bastion <gasps> 600 pieces fun <coughs> excuse me <laughs> i can't wait to see that i'm excited i can't wait either but i think it's staying at his office so he'll just have to take a photo of it for us <laughs> is he building it at the office <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's doing it in between like assignments <laughs> so i said fine i guess i don't get to see it whatever lame lame I like food in my teeth. I just felt it. I can't see it, so it's okay. But do you know what time it is? <laughs> it's time for us to learn. To learn the word of the week. So weak. So weak. And the word of the week is Pocky. Pocky? Pocky. <laughs> How do you spell that? P-A-W-K-Y. P-A-W-K-Y. Pocky. Pocky. <laughs> I'm guessing it's an adjective. Yes. <laughs> Um, I would have thought it was like a bird. No, it sounds like it's describing something as pocky. Uh, I'm guessing it is dowdy or clumsy. It's almost the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Something like adept? Cunning and sly. What? Pocky? <laughs> pocky. It sounds so goofy. <laughs> it sounds like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You it know? sounds like some bad Disney character. Yeah, it's like, oh, I met him. He's a little pocky. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wouldn't trust him around my kids. Like, you know, it just seems a little like, oh. He's always dro like, dropping his papers. He's right. pocky. He's pocky. <laughs> but, but instead, no, he's pocky. Yeah. Very cunning. Yes. He has a mission. Interesting. I like it. Thank you. I made it up. 
You made up that word? Did you? <laughs> like, did I just learn a fake word? I still feel. I'm watch. I'm gonna use bean fest in like a in normal conversation, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, just look it up. And someone's looking up. And they're like, Rob, you're full of shit. <laughs> like, watch. I'm just learning all these words that aren't real, and I'm not questioning you at all. Hockey, <laughs> hockey. <laughs> I I have heard a thing that like all you have to do is tell someone like any sort of you know thing you've made up be like you can google it it's true you just you can google it and as soon as you say as soon as you say you can google it you're giving permission to be proven wrong and no one ever thinks that you're wrong so like yeah oh you can google it oh then it must be it must must be be true true, because i have permission yeah it's like oh i could google that and i would i would find out they are right of course or terribly terribly why would i google that why would they tell me to google them if they google if they were wrong (laughs) it's actually really good i'm gonna use that in every interview from now on you can google it you can google me (laughs) i'm a genius you can google me it only works until you're proven wrong yeah and then it's like she tells everyone to google shit she doesn't know what she's talking about (laughs) yeah because then they're gonna not believe anything you say because you cried wolf yeah my finger's bleeding. Don't I, I noticed. Don't look. Well, I didn't notice your finger bleeding. I just noticed the, <laughs> the bloody paper. The post-its you're using to sop it up. Do you want to go get a Band-Aid? No, it's too busy having fun with Moira. Do you want me to get you a tissue or anything? No, it's gone now. Thank you. Okay. What'd you do? I bit off, like, because it's so cold and my hands are dry, I bit off, like, a little, hang, not a hangnail, but the little dry piece, and then oh, yeah. I fucked up my shit. You are uh, speaking to someone who understands that plight very well, as someone who bites their nails to the point where they bleed all the time. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So, um, I would say it's time for some sort of frontier. It's time for the vinyl frontier. But we're just flying over it right now. There's nothing there. Nothing. Nothing. I've been listening to a lot of um, old Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, how old? Are we talking surfacing or fumbling towards ecstasy or, like... Well, I started with fumbling towards ecstasy, and then I went to touch. You skipped surfacing? Well, I... No, touch happens before that, even. In 89. That's our first. Shit. Mm -hmm. Is that the one about your love being better than ice cream, or is that on fumbling towards ecstasy? Fumbling. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because surfacing was her big... Her big break. Yes. Which was... Building a mystery, sweet surrender, adia... Oh, the year. I thought, um, the year on that was like, what, 96, 97? Six. I think you're right. I thought, because 93 was the the other one. Family Tour next, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was her big break. It was the beginning of it, but, like, the, her big hits were, like, you know, everyone kind of knew who she was, mostly because of Adia, Sweet Surrender. And, and then she started Lilith Fair after yes, that. Yeah. And that like, became huge. Lilith Fair came right after surfacing. Yeah. And then what? Then I will remember you happened on Mirror Ball. I love her albums. They're so good. And she just came out with a new um, holiday album this year, which really? I didn't know. I wish I would have because I love her old well, holiday album. She needs to do something aside from making me feel bad about the animals late at night on TV. No, I hate that commercial. She has a reason to love. I know, and I love all dogs and animals, but like, I just, that ad makes me feel so bad. My heart. Yeah. I know. I hear you, but <clears throat> I think it's working. Yeah, well, on I guess on the Violent Frontier, there's nothing video gamey related, but uh, lately I've been going through a bit of a weird Ariana Grande kick. Oh, yeah, I'm actually my re- former client. I'm actually really <laughs> enjoying her right I now. I like her. Well, and like I think the thing is that I'm I'm kind of like di- dipping into her work just because I'm sad that she's not on SNL at all right now. Like, because I feel like she's such a good both musical guest and host because she's talented, she's cute, and she's fucking hilarious. Yeah. 
and so it makes me sad she's not been SNL for a while because of the Pete Davidson thing. And so mm. I found myself going and like listening to more of her stuff. And um, I do this. I feel like I do this like once every couple of years. Like I'm typically very left of center with my musical choices. I listen to a lot of non-pop kind of stuff. Agreed. But when I do find a pop song, it's usually about six months after everyone else has moved on. Mm-hmm. And then I discover it myself. Are you discovering Taylor Swift right now, too? I don't care for her. Oh, and, no! Uh, and, and I realize how amazing, like, some of these most perfect pop tunes are. I was a couple months late to Milkshake by Khalees. But by the time I listened to it, it wasn't on the radio anymore. But I could listen to it and realize it was a near-perfect pop tune. Same with Rihanna Umbrella, um, which that song is incredible still to that's, this day. That's when I am... Rihanna used to shop with me at, when I worked at the Grove. Good Girl Gone and Bad is an amazing album. She had just come out with this album and Umbrella. And I helped her a few times, but I, I never knew who she was. And then somebody from the shoe department, which was across the way, was like, do you know who you're always helping? And I was like, no. And they're like, Rihanna. I was like, who the fuck is Rihanna? So good Girl Gone Bad <laughs> is such a good album. And she is like crazy young when she recorded that album. I want to say she was like 19. Or something like that. She was like she was young, a oh, child. Yeah. She had more more forehead than she had a face. <laughs> That's how yeah. young she was. She like she hadn't even grown into her features. Yeah, yet. She looked like an alien. Yeah, but like she's so cool. I love her. But like, uh, no tears left to cry. By the way, that song is so good. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's over so quickly. It's so good that I end up repeating it in the car a bunch of times. Todd's keeps making Todd keeps making fun of me now because I'm having such a weird fascination with that song. He's like, what's with you suddenly with like this pop princess thing? And I was just like, it's just her. And it's mostly that there's this character I've built up around her of her being fucking hilarious. Because like, you, do, you, do you follow her on Twitter? Have we talked about this? I don't. Her Twitter is so funny at time, from time to time. Like, she's really great. She's great. Um, I wonder who writes her Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I hope it's her. Just I know it's not her. I want to build up this mythos even more. But because like, I know tons of people <laughs> who write everybody, like, different artists' Twitters. I hope artists she writes Twitters. I don't think she does. Because, like, my <laughs> my favorite was... Um, but I could tell you who does. The real Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, no. And they're not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but, like, yeah, there was one that where... Um, so, on the new album... Uh, before their breakup, there's a song on the album called Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. And Rolling Stone wrote an article and they tweeted it saying like, what's that? Who is that song? Or what? Which SNL cast member is that song Pete Davidson actually about? To which she responded, A.D. Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that she responded like just A.D. Bryant, period. (laughs) Like the end. That's it. (laughs) Also, A.D. Bryant is just like, I, she chose the best cast member to use her. as her punchline. <laughs> I fucking love it. Like, it just seems like she probably has so much fun when she's on SNL. And it makes me really sad that she's not on it, like, this season. Because I do think she would. It was like when Britney, she was good on SNL, at least the first time. But, like, I think Ariana Grande has the potential to be the next uh, Justin Timberlake. When it comes to, like, hosting and being musical guest. Like, she can do both. I think Lady Gaga. I think Gaga's done both as well, and I love her. I think she's super great. Yeah, she's smart as fuck. Yeah, but she she very much feels music first and comedy second. 
And I feel like Ariana Grande, even though she is a pop star and so is Justin Timberlake, I feel like they both have this like. She's one... always been quirky though, even when I yeah. knew. Her. But she's well, she from was... Nickelodeon and, and she, she, Disney, yeah, she, maybe. I think she was a Disney star in Disney. Yeah, yeah it's like or no, no, she was on Salmon Cat, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah it's like she did a comedy show for a while. So, so I think she has the chops to be blood. on camera. And she was so young when she started that, so yeah. she kind of has that comedic energy i guess yeah i think she's super cute and i and i think she's really fun and honestly no tears left to cry is oh it's so good yeah like no it is so good i i know yeah have you seen the music video yes i love the music video it's it's she looks amazing well she looks amazing i I was hoping it would like the the actual special effects would look a little better than they do but like I'm it's sure still, it was still expensive. It's still super great. Even like the rotating hallway moment is so good. Yeah. 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 I really, I, yeah. So I didn't I'm mind that it was kind right of fake now. looking because I mean, she looks like a doll. So it, it could be. It looked like a perfume ad. Oh yeah. That would be a good yeah, perfume, it has ad. A perfume ad. I buy that. Kind of what would the perfume be called? I don't, it has the same sort of color palette and um, finishing technique. Geometry. As, as the, uh, <laughs> as the, that, um, as the Lancome uh, fragrance that uh, Julia Roberts advertises. Oh, they, yeah. It looks like those ads. Oh. Um, La Belle. I, w- I have that fragrance. I forget what it's called, though. I but love yeah, it. I, uh, anyway, also, crazy thing about Ariana Grande is that um, her records, her vinyl, is fairly hard to find. Like, really? I'm guessing they must do really small pressings. I was able to just get Dangerous Woman and Sweetener. Um, each of them were like 30 to $40 each. Like, they were... And you bought both? Yes. Um, the one I really want is My Everything, her first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where she's impossibly sitting on that stool. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the whole internet thing about how just she, no one can sit on a stool like that. She's tipping over. Yeah, right? Uh, that record on Discogs right now is $200. They only made, of like the 35 versions of that album that exist, only one of them is a vinyl version. And it's on Lavender Vinyl. Um, and it is very rare. I love how you're spending hundreds of dollars on Ariana Grande. I'm not spending hundreds of dollars on Ariana Grande. I bought two records that totaled less than a hundred. I would never, ever believe these would words would be uttered hey, out of your mouth. I'm loving. Ever. I'm living. I'm picking it up. Okay. I'm picking it up. Picking I'm it picking up. Picking it up. <laughs> I'm loving. I'm living. I'm picking, I'm picking it, it up. That's what I Keep said going. when I saw it. I'm picking it up. <laughs> I'm picking it up. <laughs> so good. Anywho. So yeah, that's that's the final frontier. It's kind of a weird detour today. Well, I am glad you stopped, Rob, because <laughs> this got weird. Because <laughs> this got weird, and you just got stuck in a graphic jam. And it's a thick one. <laughs> this is a... Oh, and I love them thick. Yeah, here, as instead of your... Boom! That's it. That's the table. the Bible. Yeah, right that's there. its tome here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lady of the Lake. Um, quick notes. Quick notes. Siri, <laughs> in the beginning, recounts her um, adventures with Geralt, Yennefer, and herself uh, with Ganymede. Do you know who Ganymede is? I know that name. I mean, not Ganymede. I know that name, though. I wrote that wrong. What? Who's Ganymede? Ganymede's the <laughs> the son of the son of Zeus. I mean that the um. Oh my god, is it a Greek mythology thing? Yes. Okay, because I know that name. Ganymede is the hot boy Zeus fell in love with and came down as an eagle to bring him back to Olympus to serve as their watering boy and his sex toy. Okay, and I I was way off. I either wrote it wrong or it <laughs> autocorrected me. Ganondorf? No. Um. G- G- Galadriel? No. Lancelot, Dandelion. Son. 
Oh, Galahad. Thank you. Fuck, Galahad. So, um, <laughs> she's recounting <laughs> her moments with Galahad, and she's telling the story. That was quite a ride we just went on there. Fuck. Thank you for knowing things, though. I That was lucky. I think I, I, you told me uh, after we were done recording last week. It's the only reason why I knew that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I was getting something out of the fridge, you you told me that. You're so smart. Well, I'm glad you remember, because I sure didn't, obviously. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, so the two biggest villains in this series are Vilgefortz, who's a sorcerer. And that's the wild hunt guy. No. Ah. He, well, he's, I would say he's the third biggest villain. What's he's his not name? even really a villain yet. Aridin. Aridin. And he is a, um elf. And there is this whole thing about, in this book, about um, them going to the elf land, because Siri can skip through time and space. She gets stuck in the elf's land. And um, so the thing about Siri is she has the elder blood. She's the only one with the elder blood. She's the descendant of Laura Dorn. Laura Dern, or however you say it. Laura Dern? Laura Dern, which sounds like... um The actress Laura Dern. No. Well, yes, but then it also sounds like the um, fairy queen from Willow, which I'm sure has similar... Mm. Laura Dorn is the name of that one. Oh, it also sounds like... Isn't there a, a dessert, a Lorna Dune? I'm sure they're all... You know what? They're probably all named after the same <laughs> fairy. So, <laughs> she she has the elder blood... The reason she's so important is because her blood has the power to skip time and space. Okay. And she's the only one with that power. Her mother, it's a recessive gene. It doesn't show up in every line. I mean, in every um, uh, um, offspring. And it skips so many generations. So she's with it. She's the only one living with it. Her parents, or one of her parents is dead. And so... The elves want her so they can use her um, body to procreate this, you know, they want to procreate with her, basically. They need her. Well, Vilgefortz wants her because he needs her placenta. Jesus. Because that's what holds, apparently, this power. And then the elves want to reproduce with her. So she's very important. Everybody wants a piece of her. They all want her ass, basically. And so she... (sighs) God, now I'm completely off target, though. But thank you for putting me there. Sorry. Well, I'm curious. As someone who's read now seven books out of this series, plus 100 pages of the new one. Yeah. Is the sex in these books as graphic as it is in the game? Sometimes. Oh, my God. In this book, actually, when he's having, when Geralt is having sex with um, the sorceress, uh, Frigella, Frigella is her first name. Um. It's probably one of the best sex scenes ever described. It happens in an um, ancient library. And basically, it's them having sex with the tomes described as they go through it. And her hand was placed on the blah, blah, blah tome, which is about da, 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 da. And then her other hand was that. And then her leg was the, the, It was the funniest sex scene I have ever read. And I loved it. Um, and it goes on for like three pages. Damn. Um, but all of them aren't that exotic but right now he's um seeing an enchantress in the new book called coral who they just had sex and so there's a lot of sex but um yeah the battle of brenna happens in this one which is the largest battle in all of the books it's richardum right 
Exactly. It's kind of like the end of like the Lord of the Rings where it's the huge battle. Mm, okay. Um, and, oh, the reason we got on that is because Vogelfortz is a sorceress. He wants the placenta. Bonhart is the one who kills all her friends off earlier and several books before. And so he's another main villain. And they're all dead after this book. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And I just spoiled it for everyone, but you know they had to die eventually. So, um, oh, and also this book introduces Shawnee, who was the um, field medic in, well, she's the field medic in the Battle of Brenna in The Lady of the Lake, but in the DLC Heart of Stone, she's the love interest of Geralt's. Gotcha. I never played that. I, I only played a little bit of Witcher 3. I forgot about that. I, I tend to Sorry. not remember it. Um, And so the Wild Hunt is now pursuing her at the end of this book. And in, I'm 100 pages into the new book. They haven't really mentioned the Wild Hunt yet. So I'm kind of... But they keep mentioning it's getting cold mm. and winter. Winter is coming. You know what? Winter is Coming is written in one of these books, so I wonder who said it first. <laughs> it was like one of the earlier books, too. Oh, well, eh, probably still George R.R. R. Martin. That that series has been a while, been around for a while. But this one's been around since the 80s, also. Uh, maybe. Well, so who I'm said curious. it first? Hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if research. they... Can they use the same hashtag line? <laughs> well, I, I think so. <laughs> um. Right. So, yeah, that's... Nice. What's happening? So next week, I'm going to read this book. I might go over I might not. But I do want to start reading. I want to read The Witcher. Finish that one, and we'll talk about the graphic novels. Because we got to bring it back to me. the graphic jam. Right now, we're just doing the novel jams. I know, but it's still a lot of reading. Well, and, it's, and it's like high fantasy nerd stuff. Yeah. Like So, I mean, it's, at least it's topically... You know. Which is why my brain always gets muddled talking about because there's just so much that happens. <laughs> and it's like, what book did that happen in? I remember it, but which book was it? There's all the Witcher history on this table. There's a <laughs> lot. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and if you're all curious, I'm going to post a picture of Yennefer that I drew ah. on our Instagram. It's posted on my personal one. Nobody's liking it, but it's cute. So go look <laughs> it up and like it when I post it on Bit Different. Thank you. <laughs> and I think it's time for the news. I got some news. Go for it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> one thing that's kind of exciting. Um, we'll see what actually comes of it. But um, some code sleuthers found some hidden uh stuff in the Switch Online code. So um, you know, if you pay the 30 bucks a year or whatever for the switch online service you get access to almost like a netflix style sort of like selection of original nes games Mm -hmm. um someone went in there and they went digging in the code and actually found a list of snes games listed in there as well so now one's like oh shit are they bringing the snes to the switch you know for that free access if you are an online member yeah although i wish that had been there when i was playing a link to the past because that's one of the games they listed Oh shit! But it's okay. Didn't you get Link to the Past for free? Uh, I played Link to the Past on my SNES Classic, so it was fine. I got to play it on the TV, but it would have been great if I could have played it like handheld on the Switch. Yeah, that's true. But gotcha. um, but it's okay. It's cool. You got to experience it in how we all did in the eighties, right? The nineties, the very early nineties. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, there was that. Um, next up, uh, I don't know if you were watching this, but you mentioned speedruns earlier. Um, there was the uh, fundraising organization, Awesome Games Done Quick, that um, they did their usual sort of like, what, eight-day marathon, where it's just a series of speedruns, like, you know, all day. And um, they raised over $2.4 million for uh, cancer prevention. Oh, like the first year I watched, they did Doctors Without awesome. Borders. This one was a cancer one, um, and uh, Todd and I like we watched quite a bit. We kind of I always had it running on in the background at work, um, just because like breast cancer, or cancer in it general. It just said or... cancer prevention was the name of the like or uh, I want to say like cancer prevention or prevention cancer is like the name of the actual organization. I wonder if it's going to like cancer patients, which wouldn't be a prevention. Yeah, I don't know. Or if it's going to, it like... It wasn't going to, like, Susan Coleman or anything. Hospital, or, like, I mean, a science, like, labs, or... Well, I mean, like, they do legitimate, you know, fundraising research. places, so I'm, I'm assuming it must be a real organization that does something good with that money. Otherwise, they would have just kept giving it to Doctors Without Borders. Um, but, yeah, they earned over $2.4 million, and um, Todd and I caught... Sorry. Todd and I caught, like, quite a bit of the Super Mario Odyssey speedrun, which was crazy i think they were saying that he averaged a moon every 22 seconds which is what yeah it was really impressive damn so i mean it was fun so you mentioned speedruns earlier about like a nine minute speedrun of link to the past and like yeah it's really i i'm sad i missed uh the last game they 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 did a speedrun of was super metroid and i missed it Oh, uh, but um, I'm still stuck in the same spot with that. <laughs> I can't go under the fire zone. Well, don't watch the speed run. It won't help you Okay. because they do shit in real weird orders. And like one of the things that makes like is my favorite thing about the Super Metroid speed runs is that like I don't think they did on this one. This time they did a reverse boss order, which I think involves glitching and all sorts of crazy shit to do the bosses in reverse order. Um, But like they um the first one I ever watched was a race so they had like four different people all playing super metroid at once and because it's a speed run saving your game takes time and therefore if you save you will not win and so you have to just not die and um because they're rushing through it they're kind of going against some bosses that they're not really prepared for like equipment wise and so there's like one boss that they hit that is often like the great sort of weeder of players and so I want to say the first year I watched Awesome Games Done Quick, they went from four speedrunners to one because three of them died in that boss battle and then only one person made it through. And at that point, there were like 18 minutes into the run. It wasn't worth any of them restarting. So they all just cheered on the one who made it. Um, but it was crazy. And he made it to the end? He made it all the way to the end. Wow. But like, that's the thing that usually kills people. Like this, It's not at the end. It's the middle. There's this one guy that if you aren't kind of perfect, you will die. Because you are not properly armed. Because you don't have, yeah, the right health packs, the right yeah, everything. The right stuff to take mm-hmm. them out. So, anyway, so that was neat. What That's you got? cool. Hit me with some news. Um. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 is facing legal action from the real Pinkertons. Really? Did you know that? I think I'd heard something, but I didn't know. So, um, which is funny because this building, when I moved in, and I think it's still there, has a Pinkerton's um, <laughs> alarm system. Really? Like, uh, memo on it. Not memo, but a plaque or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I was like, God, that's so old. <laughs> wow. But apparently Pinkerton's detective agency was a real thing during 
um, the American Wild West and started in like the 1850s. And so they were hired to take out characters like Jesse James, Butch Cassidy, and Sundance Kid. And so this is a real detective agency that really performed. So Pinkerton is suing because they use them without asking. Mm. Take two is like, but you're his- it's a historically accurate thing. So yeah. we're not, like the whole game is trying to be as historically accurate as possible anyway. So we're not stealing history. We're not making things up. This yeah. is real. So actually we're not, we didn't have to say anything to you to be able to take your name. And we're using the original name, not your current name. Yeah. So, because apparently now it's called um, Pinkerton's, I don't know, it's something different. But next thing you know, they issue a patch where all the signs that ever say Pinkerton say Plunkerton. Right. And was like, there, you win. There. Take it and leave it. It should be called Plumperton's. Or like, they could just really go like mean. Just be Orangerton's. Like, Fuckerton. And people are like, what? <laughs> like, what? You didn't like your name being in there, so we changed it. <laughs> Pinkerton's is such a stupid name anyway. <laughs> I can't hear it and not think of the second album by Weezer. Really? That's the second album by Weezer. It's named Pinkerton. Well, they said, you know what? It's been used in lots of games. I mean, Pinker- Pinkerton's it was in The Long Riders, the TV show, Deadwood, Elton John's song, Ballad of the Well-Known Gun. It was in Bioshock Infinite. Well, yeah, when... but none of those made the money that Red Dead did. Exactly. Therefore, they don't they care. They didn't sell the 17 million copies that Red yeah. Dead has. So. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's like all those dances. They're all in Destiny, but Fortnite's making all the money. Yeah. So let's sue Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Next. Well, speaking of lawsuits, um, Netflix, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch mm-hmm. has been sued by the really? Choose Your Own Adventure book publication company. What? Yeah, I forgot what the company's name is, but there's a company, I guess, that owns the sort of trademark to Choose Your Own Adventure. But the thing is, like, did they say choose your own adventure in it? I don't know if they did or not, but I think they're actually not claiming the fact that, like, if, if in the sh- in the movie he says, "Oh, Bandersnatch, this book is a choose your own adventure book, and I want to make a game of it," that's not what they're suing about. They're suing about the fact that there's a branching narrative TV show. They're saying it's their i it's their IP, and Netflix shouldn't be able to do it. And I don't really think that's fair. I think if no, you, you want to, that's stupid. I feel like yeah, a branching narrative, even a branching narrative book is not necessarily owned by them. Choose your own adventure if it's a proper name that's been registered and trademarked, fine. Choose your own adventure, fine. You can't, can't say that. that. But if you want to say like choose it's your fate, that. yeah. You know, or branching narrative, interactive movie, anything. Like there's been enough interactive media where you get to just choose simple branching narrative paths. I played enough video games that have done this. Yeah. That like Suddenly, one thing is on the most popular streaming platform in the world, and everyone's got eyes on it, and all of a sudden, you know, people come out of the woodwork and decide to sue. I just, I don't... It's not going to go that far. Yeah, I, I'm a little annoyed by it, but I thought it was interesting, especially given that you talked about, like, the whole Pinkerton lawsuit. Like... Everybody wants to sue everybody. <laughs> you know, everybody wants a dollar in this country without doing shit. Oh, I've heard about a gnarly new scam that's uh it's kind of sweeping through small stand-up shows in Los Angeles and it's really really gross. Really? Yeah, it's 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 actually taking advantage of a lot of disability laws. It's really very and for all the wrong reasons. It's very unfortunate. I won't go into details so people don't do it. But like there is a guy who 
is getting a reputation for kind of um, taking advantage of small uh, comedy shows and suing them. This is nuts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't... You know, they say that... um, What is it? Um, Is the biggest flattery... um, Imitation. Imitation, yeah. Sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. So... Just be flattered and move on. Yeah, right? We all know where... We all, like, make that connection anyway. So shut up. Yeah. And <laughs> also, like, I don't know. Yeah, I can't feel like... I mean, seriously, like, if you're the Choose Your Own Adventure book company... Make your own stupid movie show or whatever right? and choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, it just seems weird to... Especially when other things have already done it. Yeah. Um. So many things have done it. Like, it's just because it's... Netflix and everybody's watching it now. It's like, oh, they stole our idea. Uh, no, actually, they didn't. Can I say something though? Yeah, I want to talk Please. about my next, my turn. Yeah, <laughs> you know my favorite subject is death in video games. Yeah. So, man who shot victim over video game sentenced to fifteen years in prison. Wow. This is WTXL.com. Um, Tallahassee, Florida. A man who shot Florida a- man. Florida, no way. No Florida man Florida. people. A man who shot another man in Tallahassee over a bet on a video game will spend 15 years in prison. Justin Bacall Hamilton, or Bacall Hamilton, 25, has pleaded guilty to attempted manslaughter. He has been sentenced to 15 years in the Florida Department of Corrections. Uh, Hamilton shot a victim on April 30th, 2017, after the two argued about a monetary bet on who would win a video game they were playing. I don't think it ever says the game, actually. Lame. I went, I read this whole thing, too. The victim had to undergo surgery for his injuries. He didn't die. Oh, okay. So, um, apparently the victim pulled out a knife on the guy first in this, like, verbal brawl, and then the other guy, who's sentenced, pulled out a gun and shot him. So that first guy brought a knife to a gunfight. What a dumb bitch. Right? That was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but they never say the game. I just realized that. What a bummer. Lame. Let's guess what it is. It's either NBA 2K or Madden, Madden or Call of Duty. Call of Duty. There you go. Um. Well, from what we were talking about earlier, uh, mentioning Destiny and how it's not getting sued by um, any famous dancers, um, have you heard of the Bungie and Activision are breaking up? No. Bungie and Activision are but breaking I up. I did see the whole thing about the Activision, their stock is like at an all-time low. Oh, really? I didn't know that. They plummeted. Well, I know that like right now they're kind of going through a big shift of their senior management. Um, that's, I don't know a whole lot else though, but, um, but yeah, they just announced though that Bungie, uh, is breaking their publishing deal with Activision and they are, so they're breaking up and they are going to self publish destiny going forward. Wow. So, um, you know, it's a surprising thing. I guess they had a really good set of terms going that if they left a publisher, they would get to keep their game. So often, you know, if you are a developer and you go to a publisher and you want to release your game there, um, often developers will kind of mandate that they own your IP. Yeah, that's crazy. So, 
Yeah. Good for them, though. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm curious how it will change anything. Like, I'm sure it'll make it better because they'll put all their resources into it. But I do, I don't know, I, feel, I still feel like Destiny was the game that Bungie wanted to make. I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious what they'll do without yeah. sort of Activision um, pulling the strings. Because, but wait, so you know. does that mean they're doing Anthem? No, EA is publishing Anthem. Oh, EA. And that's from Bioware. Oh, gotcha. I thought it was Benji Mm-mm. for some reason. No, Bioware. I mean, looks similar. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Bungie, uh, they were the Halo company, and then they went on to go do Destiny. Hmm. So, and now, because Halo's run by 343, which is um, owned by Microsoft. Gotcha. So, because that's another one of those where Bungie developed, Microsoft owns the property of Halo. So... Microsoft could hire anyone to make a Halo game. Yeah. You know, but Bungie... Just like they license it out. Yeah, they own Destiny. Hmm. So I thought that was neat. Yeah, because I guess over the past <laughs> few months, um, Activision Blizzard, his stock has fallen more than 40%. Well, it's a bummer. They had a little bit of a rough go with the announcement of the um, Heroes of the Storm esports ending. And then um, at BlizzCon, their Diablo announcement didn't go super well, the one for mobile. Um, that didn't go super well. Um, so I mean, it's it's a thing where they just kind of said a couple things that didn't please their fans, and their fans are so vocal. And so, um, just because there's a lot of sense of ownership, a lot of I think fans have with the Blizzard stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. And so there's like talks about oh, if you have um, if you have stock in it, sell your stock, but. They're saying don't do that well, because low. that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, you hang on to it until yeah. it goes high again. Yeah. By the way, behind you is a Catwoman uh, trade paper, you know, graphic novel. Every time I look at it at a glance, I keep thinking it says Candyman, but it's not. It says Catwoman. Catwoman? Yeah, it's that sort of pink and orange one. Yeah, at the top, at a glance, I keep thinking it says Candyman, and I get all excited. I was like, the Candyman graphic novel, that's a thing? It's not. It might be, though. I don't think there is one, but... What can you do? Ooh, but you know what I want to get? There is a uh, The Last Unicorn graphic novel that looks delicious. And it came out in 2017, but they're republishing it in 2019. Um, so it's pre-order right now. Like, get it, girl. Ooh. And you know what's crazy is I was at the Comic-Con with the author, and he was telling me about this book. I mean, that book. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't know really what I wasn't, you know, we didn't weren't even doing a podcast and I wasn't thinking I should have fucking bought it from him and had him sign it. And now I'm like, miss that opportunity. He's probably dead now. I think Whoa. it was the original um, illustrator was there, too. Oh, geez. No, that's impossible. That person, I think, is dead. God, you're wasn't killing everybody Bakshi? in your mind. Was or it? It was, um, who was that? I don't know. I'll look it up. Well, while you look that up. I got a couple little quickies here. Um, Rocket League is now cross-compatible across, I believe, every single platform, even PlayStation 4. So PlayStation 4 players can play against Switch players, can play against PC players. You know, they've opened up their uh, their competition. Really? Rocket League. That's cool. Yeah. I am over Rocket League. All right, then. Well, then also, <laughs> um, this is a thing that I think you might be over as well. Okay, no, it wasn't. Anyway, I don't it wasn't. Never mind all that stuff I said about the last unicorn. Moving on. Okay then. Well, um, the Uncharted movie. Remember that thing, starring yes. Tom Holland. Correct. Um, which I don't love that it's gonna be about a young Nathan Drake, but I do love me some Tom Holland. Um, so uh, that movie has changed directors. 
now. I don't remember who the original director was. I think his name was Sean Levy, and I don't know what he has directed. Um, but the new director is Dan Trachtenberg, who is the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ooh. So that could be neat. That could be cool. Yeah, I mean, I like 10 Cloverfield Lane. And yeah. I like Tom Holland. Yeah. And I like video games, and I like Uncharted. Yeah. So it could work. Well, speaking back to your past Uh-oh. of GameStop. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> that, that blemish in my past. In Albuquerque, New Mexico. What drugs were found in a game? A transgender woman claims oh. she was mistreated by a clerk at a video game store. Mm. Which happens to be... A GameStop. Your alma mater. I, I have no sense of ownership of my time at GameStop. Do not pin that on me. Um, so apparently this video went viral about of this transgender woman. Her name is Tiffany Moore. And she was returning a video game that her son didn't want. I guess it was from Christmas or whatever. And the clerk kept calling her sir. Mm. And... Over and over and over. And then she started getting mad. She's like, can you call me ma'am? It's ma'am. And he kept calling her sir or the clerk. I can't remember if it was a guy or girl clerk. But they kept calling her sir. And then at one point, she's like, don't call me sir. Call me ma'am. And and then the clerk was like, I did. And she's like, no, you didn't. You called me guys. Like, you guys. Or like, he's like, yeah, like two people. And she's like, no. And then she got mad and started screaming. Mm. And then she like threw something. Something happened. She just got angry and she ran out and like punched a display of like video game consoles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> knocked out everywhere. It was awesome. And she's well in her right to be that fucking angry because that is just fucking blatant rudeness and yeah. transphobia. Yes. I hate people. And there's this cute little, um, I guess, KOB4 covered it, which may be a local station. And they interviewed her. And she's like, yeah, I overreacted. He w- or That person was a dickhead. But I overreacted, but I would have done it 100 times again if I had to because they were so rude. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. Nobody's nice anymore. Yeah, I hate Thank everybody. you, Trump, for being an asshole and spreading it everywhere. Well, I know the perfect punishment for bad people. What's that? Build a wall? <laughs> no, I build something better. Uh, so um, there's someone out there who has made the ultimate torture ride on Roller Coaster Tycoon. They have built a ride that takes 12 years to do a single cycle. What? Is it that slow? It's, or is it that long? It's both. <laughs> um, I want to say that the way it works is um, like I read the thing about it. It has a lot, a ton of turns. Like it's a very, very not very exciting ride. Um, and I want to say the way it works is like you put a single train on it, moving at a certain rate. And then do you... they serve food on this ride? No, they do not. <laughs> and then you do individual cars. And the way it works is like a car can't move until the one in front of it's hit a certain place. And so every, it's this sort of constant start and stop like just stop and go traffic roller coaster and it takes i guess 12 over 12 years of i don't know if it's in-game time or real game time or real lifetime but it takes 12 years for a full cycle of that game to ha- or for that ride to happen oh my goodness like i guess this guy was trying to do like a challenge of like could he make the most punishing ride 
ever. And I think he, he did it. He did. It's like a sadistic Mario maker. Can you imagine? That'd be like the meanest punishment. Yeah, you're on a 12-year long. Is that purgatory or hell? I think that's probably just hell. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, like nuts. Um, Can you imagine a loop? <laughs> You'd be hanging upside down for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, you would make it up the hill, <laughs> up the loop. Um, I got a couple more things for news. How about you? Um, I think that was my last. Oh, yep, that was it. All right, well, I got a couple of quick ones. Um, so this is just an interesting discussion or uh, an interesting topic, I guess, that I you know makes me sad. So, um, the WeWare store is closing, which is you know the special sort of uh, store that was on the Wii. Was it like a pop up store? No, it was like a just their digital download store on the Wii. Oh, online called WeWare. Gotcha. And um, that's going away. And by extension, so is a game that was only available on WiiWare. So there was this game, I guess, for the N64 called Sin and Punishment, and it got a like that that um, roller coaster. You're Pretty much, about. yeah. <laughs> and it got uh, so it was a Japanese game, but I want to say it had like English VO in it, but it was like only released in Japan, and it got localized for American audiences only to be sold digitally through the WiiWare store. And now with the WiiWare store going away. Sin and Punishment's availability is Xnade. Lacking. And it's just, like, I think it's a sad kind of state of the world that, that, like, now you couldn't buy a physical copy of that game in the States if you wanted to. In Japan, you could. But, like, in America, you can't. And well, when was the last time a copy was sold? Oh, I don't know. I, I That I don't know. Probably recently, given that there's an article about how, like, before get it this. now. Well, probably not very. So like, they're probably like, eh. Who cares? <laughs> but there's something interesting about the fact that, like, preserving video game history is hard. Like, oh, yeah, that's what Patrick was talking about. It's yeah. It's very difficult. And so it just made me sad. That's all. Um, But, yeah, when I read it, I was just, it made me realize, like, oh, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, hell, even, like, on my PS3, I have the Saboteur, and um, I installed the Midnight, Cl- Midnight Club, Midnight Pass, whatever the hell the DLC was for that. Like, I installed that, and... That has since been delisted from the store. And that game has been, like, I want to say all the, like, every you can't really do a whole lot with it anymore. You can play it if you have the disc, and you can run the DLC, which causes, like, the nudie bar basement to unlock, which gives you a couple extra missions. Mm-hmm. It also unlocks topless characters. Wee! Nice. Um, but, like, it's a thing where, like, if you bought a game off the shelf now to play the saboteur, you would not get this sort of full experience. Because it's been locked away behind this sort of digital gate that's now shut forever unless you already opened it once. But if I delete those files off my PS3, it's done. Yeah. It's weird. It makes me sad. I love how you're so sentimental about the loss of a game. Ones and zeros. Have you ever played this game? I played the Saboteur. Oh, the Saboteur. Yeah. Sin uh, Sin and Punishment, no. Sin and Punishment. I did, I think, play the Wii sequel to Sin and Punishment. They, They did make a sequel for the Wii, and it was released on a disc, like, in the States. Um... But um, the, the original N64 version, though, only got localized via WiiWare. So that's all. Um, well, <clears throat> this is a rando thing that I think is kind of fun. Um, both Hulu and Netflix have, I won't say competing, but they have two documentaries. They each have a documentary about the same topic coming out within like a week of each other. Did you hear about the Fire Festival? No. The Fire Festival is supposed to be this like super high end 
thing where it was on like a private island and you'd like fly there and it's gonna be like glamorous camping and gourmet meals and it was like a big music festival it was gonna be like the big ultimate island or like private island music party and like it was all kind of a big scam where like the guy running it either either a didn't know what he was doing or b knew what he was doing and was fucking people over and it was like a massive thing i think the guy's going to jail for like five or six years for fraud at this point really yeah like it was a whole thing where like by the time you saw photos they look like refugees it was like and for a super expensive you know thing it was sad that's a bummer Um, but like yeah there's two documentaries about it though one uh, the hulu one just came out i think today and the what's um, it called again uh, I don't know what that one's actually called. They're both about the Fire Festival, which is spelled F Y R E. Okay. Um, but like the Netflix one um, comes out, I think next week, and I watched the trailer for that. It looks really great. Um, I heard the Hulu one's pretty good, so I'm, I think I'm gonna Todd and I are gonna Pepsi challenge those and watch them both because I thought that was interesting, especially just as a you know watching a obnoxious scam artist get his comeuppance. Uh, the Hulu one's called the Fire Fraud, mm-hmm. and the Netflix one. Is called um, Fire Festival. Oh, all right then. That's not a very inspired name. No. I'm very excited about both of those, though. Well, and Billy <clears throat> McFarlane. Speaking of Netflix, there's a trailer for a new movie that they just put out a little bit ago that looks super cool. The trailer shows way too much of the movie, though. So if you are sensitive to spoilers, do not watch this trailer. It shows what I assume is a lot of very final decisions for a lot of characters. What's that? It's a movie called Velvet Buzzsaw, and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Tony Collette. Oh, and we love both of them. It looks really cool, too. It's It looks nuts it looks crazy it's from the director of nightcrawler um uh, and it's about uh an art dealer and that's all i'll leave it the velvet buzzsaw velvet buzzsaw it looks neat though i watched <laughs> the trailer and as much as i was upset that the trailer showed me everything it's out already uh it comes out i think next week or early february theaters netflix netflix and then lastly on netflix because everything's on netflix now um there is a medieval korean zombie show coming out called kingdom on january 25th it looks bonkers Hmm. it looks super cool really ben sent me the trailer and i was like approved i have to see this this looks super looks great so right approved you should post it on our socials i should shouldn't i I know you're busy though. I don't even post it on my own social. You can send me stuff and I'll post I it. I need to do that. I have no problem doing it. I just need you to send it to you me. You need the content. Yes. All right, fine. I will do that then. I will, I will remember to send you things. Yes. And it, even if it pops up in your head, just send me like da 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 da, like the words. Just words. I'll be like, I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll and Google I'll it. Find, I'll figure out what you're trying to say. Well, to me. Now <laughs> I feel I have to go through like my my agenda and just like send you like every line. It also reminds me to post because I haven't been posting that much either. Got it. I've been trying to, but... Well, you're so much better at the social medias than me. <sighs> I have a lot more time on my hands, But though. also, there's better photos of you to post, and, like, you're just better at the whole social media game. Meow. I used to be okay. <laughs> um, is it time for the crush? Crush. Of the week. Crush. Crush. 
I love it how it's always either a question or a statement. (laughs) (laughs) We never know. Tonight, crush? (laughs) Would you like to go first? Sure. Do you still need to think of one? No, I have one. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. Well, mine... He's a character who actually doesn't really have a name, um, but he, uh, he is constantly referred to as Puppy uh, from Ruiner. You have a little voice in your head who keeps calling you Puppy. It's like, go f- find him, Puppy. Puppy. Um, so uh, Puppy is a guy who's, um, so he's the, le- the lead character, the one you play as in Ruiner. He is a person who is trying to save his brother, um, and you've been hacked. Like, as a person, he's been hacked. Um, in general, he's very cyberpunky. He's got a cool little look about him, like nice futuristic kind of jacket, but it's like a almost like a motorcycle jacket kind of thing, and just normal pants. Um, and he has like a Daft Punk style face mask that has like a display on it because he doesn't really say any words, but like it'll like print across his face. We were never friends, or file not found. Like it'll like his face is a canvas. Or the faceplate of his helmet is a canvas. Oh, cool. And yeah, so he's obviously, he's very tech-heavy or tech-influenced because he has been hacked. And Puppy. he's being controlled by someone. Huh. Puppy. Well, you're going to have to post that one. Pocky. <laughs> Puppy is Pocky. 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 Pocky Puppy. <laughs> well, mine is also Pocky. Oh. Knuckles. Knuckles the Echidna? Yeah. He's got from... such attitude. I know, right? And he has cute dreads, and they do say that red is the color of passion. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Plus, it's my favorite color, so. It only... And Knuckles is neat. He was the first, like, real change to that game in a while. Yeah. Well, he was debuted in Sonic 3 as a, a nemesis. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he teams up with Sonic in... Sonic, uh, and, Sonic Knuckles, and Knuckles, which, which you could actually play as him. And the crazy about Sonic and Knuckles, though, was that like you could put like Sonic one, two, or three on it, and it changed those games. Uh, it was almost like a game genie kind of thing. Did you, you ever do that? I remember game genie, but like, but it was a game that had a thing at the top where you could plug oh, yeah, another yeah, game yeah, onto yeah. it. Yeah, you could stack it. Yeah, and so like it changed how you played Sonic one, two, and three, and then you could just play it on its own as Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, God. I don't think I ever did that, though. I rented it, and I don't think I really got to experience everything it had just because it was so much. Yeah. Yeah. Knuckles is a cool character, though. He's he's really cute. He's hip. He has nice tennis shoes on. He can climb walls. He's an echidna, which you said, but I have no idea what that is. It's... Like a hedgehog? It's more or less <laughs> like a hedgehog. I looked them up. They look really similar. <laughs> like, if you just look at photos of a hedgehog and an echidna, I, they look very similar to me, I think, if, if memory serves. Or maybe I'm completely wrong, and the, and the echidna looks like a worm or something. What? That is completely different. I think it looks like a hedgehog. Um, well, uh, Knuckles is definitely the bad boy of the two. Oh yeah, he's the rebel. Yeah, but now I gotta look up what an echidna looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely looks, looks like a hedgehog, just like a freaking hedgehog. Yeah, it looks just like a hedgehog, but longer snout. And longer spines, too. Yeah, it looks I almost think. like a porcupine. Almost. Got it on with like a very narrow, snouted Hedgehog. platypus. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Knuckles is a little bit more handsome than that that <laughs> you just showed me. Are you sure? Just just a little bit. Did you know the echidna is part of the Tachyglossidae 
Gill family. I did not know that, believe it or not. was established in 1872. All right, then. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to file the way to get next to Beanfest and Pocky. <laughs> Pocky. Pocky. <laughs> did my voice crack that intensely when I said it before? Pocky. Pocky. <laughs> yes, actually, it did. <clears throat> that was fun. All right. That well, was fun. Let's get down to business, shall we? Yes, let's do that. You can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter, or Satine on Twitch. Or you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and subscribe on Spotify while you're at it. Oh, I think I shall. Right? I think that's a good idea. I we should all do that. I agree. Let's all go to Spotify right now. I agree. And also, start booking us for Comic-Con San Diego. Thank Seriously, you. yeah. Like, just <laughs> if you want us to, to speak at, you know, your... We're famous now. Yeah. At, so you want us. At your convention, <laughs> your house, your sewing your circle. Bar yeah, we are available for various speaking <laughs> engagements. It's okay. Your sewing circle. Yeah, I've I've been the voice of God for for multiple award shows. Yeah. I'm available to narrate like anything. Your childbirth, <laughs> like funerals. I don't know. I can read things. Can you imagine something you narrate in your funeral? <laughs> <laughs> and then the priest said. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, it, I'm I'm available. And the for crowd various engagements. <laughs> <laughs> this woman kept sobbing. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening and ciao, Bye bye.